This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, as always, Dr. Andy Johnson. The topic of today's podcast is problems in special ed world as it relates to reading instruction, but a lot of other stuff as well. Now, in our current educational system, standardized tests are used to assess the quality of the student products as they move along the 13-year conveyor belt within the educational factories commonly referred to as schools. Now, students whose test scores fall below a certain percentile ranking are thought to have a disability. Additional standardized tests are then given by standardized testing experts to confirm and diagnose the cause of the disability. Very much like a disease, a special standardized treatment is prescribed for this disability. These students are then sent off to special ed world. This is a purgatorial special place, apart from the general education classroom, where students are given the prescribed special ed treatment by special treatment experts. In the segregated setting of special ed world, the special treatment experts implement the special treatment with fidelity. However, one of the many problems with special ed world as currently configured is that once students become entangled in the special education machinery, they're lost forever. They rarely return. This podcast examines three interconnecting elements related to reading instruction in special ed world. Data-resistant theoretical constructs is the first. Paradynamic parochialism is the second. And manipulative approaches to teaching is the third. So let's look first at theoretical constructs. This first element looks at reading instruction within the context of the predominant theoretical constructs in the field of special education. Now to identify these as they relate to reading instruction, I did a qualitative content analysis and I examined research articles published in two major special education journals over the last five years. This was the Journal of Learning Disabilities and Exceptional Children. This analysis showed that despite a wealth of varying types of research data from a wide range of sources supporting a neurocognitive model of reading, the singular theoretical construct used to understand reading and guide reading research within the field of special education was the phonological processing model sometimes called the simple view of reading. Here, reading is understood to be merely sounding out words. Now, theoretical models are the lens through which phenomena are viewed and interpreted. Clinging too tightly to a singular theoretical model can constrain the type of research undertaken. It limits the research questions asked. It constricts the type of data collective 
and restrictively influences how data are interpreted. And with the thickening of the lens, the theory becomes increasingly data-resistant. Thereafter, only data that supports the theory are considered valid. New data falling outside the theoretical model are either ignored or forced into a reductively inflexible box. In this way, the continued growth and evolution of the field is stymied. This appears to be what has occurred in the field of special education as demonstrated by the unquestioning fealty to the phonological processing model, which serves to render irrelevant or non-existent a wealth of research data collected from a variety of other fields. Now this wouldn't be problematic if the field of special education was largely successful in helping struggling readers, but this is not the case. And a body of research shows that in special education programs for learning disabilities, students rarely experience accelerated reading once they begin special education services. So let's take a look at research paradigms. The second element of this podcast examines paradynamic parochialism as it relates to research methods within the field of special education. Data collected through the content analysis I did earlier revealed an over-reliance on a singular type of research method to the exclusion of all other types. This research paradigm used reflects an outdated Newtonian mechanistic paradigm used to understand and come to know reality. In this paradigm, things exist only to the extent to which they can be quantified. Controlled experimental research is the exclusive an epistemological privileged way of determining causality and making claims as to what constitutes knowledge. Here, measuring is equated with knowing, by which the illusion of certainty is constructed. This paradynamic parochialism is further confirmed by examining the Council of Exceptional Children's Standard for evidence-based practice. The CEC is the major professional organization in the field of special education. This organization has declared that only quantitative data gleaned from highly controlled experimental designs are worthy of determining which pedagogical practices are evidence-based. And I put that in quotation marks. The exclusive use of these methods to the exclusion of all other ways of seeing and knowing is detrimental to the field. 
the same research methods used to study the physical world in the artificial confines of a controlled laboratory setting are the only methods that are used to study and make causal assertions about human beings in real-world educational settings. This methodological incarceration creates a narrow and distorted view of the very educational reality it seeks to examine. The result of this is a paradynamic peephole through which a complex world is observed. Now this is in contrast with a holistic postmodern paradigm which includes systems theory and an interconnected view of an unfolding universe based on quantum physics. Here it's recognized that any single part, any variable, can only be understood within the context of the whole. Reality is not comprised of fragmented parts, but of self-organizing systems that are both interactive and interdependent. All the entities within this holistic reality are understood in terms of patterns and connections and interconnections and relationships, all of which influence each other. The research paradigm that emerges here includes a variety of methods that fully examine reality. This examination includes an attention to processes as well as products and coming to fully understand phenomena. In this context, certainty is never achieved. Instead, uncertainty is reduced. So let's take a look at the third element the interconnections between research paradigms and instructional practices within the field of special education. The Council of Exceptional Children has identified 22 high-leveraged practices in special education. High-leverage practices. The term high-leverage reflects a mechanistic research paradigm in which cause-effect relationships are converted into stimulus-response instructional techniques. In much the same way a mouse is leveraged into pressing a bar in a Skinner box, students are leveraged or manipulated into producing predetermined behaviors that represent measurable learning objectives. Learning is said to have occurred when students display the appropriate behavioral response to an instructional stimulus. In special ed world, a teaching algorithm called direct instruction is the predominant tool used to leverage students towards measurable objectives. While direct instruction has been shown to be effective for learning low-level skills, it's extremely ineffective for developing high-level thinking, understanding complex concepts, and acquiring sophisticated skills. The subsequent problem is that students in special ed world are force-fed an interminable array of mind-numbing lessons 
that use direct instruction to teach low-level concepts and skills. As a result, students here have few opportunities to participate in activities that would actually enable them to develop complex thinking and deeper understandings of the world. Now, you don't have to control any variables to understand that if only low-level skills are taught, only low-level learning occurs. Thus, in special ed world, the myth of the learning disability is perpetuated by the very system designed to make it go away. The predominant use of direct instruction leveraging practices used in special ed world stands in contrast to the wide array of pedagogical practices based on a more complex understanding of human learning that has emerged from fields outside of special education. Here it's recognized that learning is a natural and innate human condition. As such, learning disabilities do not exist. In fact, much of what has been labeled as a learning disability is actually a learning certain things disability, or a learning in certain ways disability, or an educational systems disability. So in conclusion, there is a malfunction in the current educational machinery. Students inserted into this machinery are subjected to constant quantifying, ranking, sorting, labeling, segregating, and leveraging. These dehumanizing practices are especially detrimental to the inhabitants of special ed world as they keep students from achieving their full social, emotional, and intellectual potential. This malfunction will not be fixed by trying to install yet another research-based pedagogical part or trying to re-engineer the existing machinery. These are simplistic solutions to a deeper, more complex problem. Change will occur only if and to the degree in which the field of special ed is able to move away from the restrictive theoretical constructs and parochial paradigms that have stymied the natural evolution of this field. Toward this end, a more expansive view of humans, human learning, research, and reality need to be embraced. This has been the Reading Instruction Show.